0: Welcome to the Good Iron Goodies Podcast. I am your host, as always, Stephen Scott. On today's episode, I will recap all of the games from this final week of the regular season. I'll hold myself accountable as we do a little bet busting. We'll take a spin around the coaching carousel, and I'll wrap up with a little playoff picture talks, all coming up on this week's episode of the full recap. We just wrapped up one of the most dramatic weeks of the season. A lot of dreams ended, but some were surprisingly extended. Let's talk about it all, starting off with my watchable games list from the preview. First up were the Texans, who became divisional champs and punched their ticket into the playoffs with a 23-19 victory over the Colts on the road. CJ Stroud and Nico Collins had a huge day and were able to connect for almost 200 yards and a score. However, their running game was unimpressive. Maybe this is a good destination for King Henry, but we'll discuss that more this offseason. Overall, I'm happy this Texans team made it into the playoffs, and I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit here, but I call this exact scenario over a month ago. Anyway, their fans have a lot to be excited about with this really young, talented core that they've uncovered. They won't be an easy out next week. Next up, we had the Lions' 30-20 victory over the Vikings. If you remember, we stuck this game in the watchable list because I wanted to see how Dan Campbell and his team responded to the ref nonsense from last week, and he didn't disappoint me. In hilarious fashion, Dan Skipper caught a receiving touchdown after he dramatically reported eligible and made sure that the refs could see him this time. Jared Goff played a really good game, as did Amon Ross St. Brown. However, this passing attack may be without rising star Sam Laporta as he went down with a knee injury. Dan Campbell stated it wasn't as serious as initially expected, which is good news, but is also super vague. I'm hoping he can still play next week as we have an awesome twist of fate as the Lions are facing the Rams in the Goff and Stafford Bowl next week. Moving on, we had the Packers' 17-9 victory over the Bears, as Green Bay earns their right into the postseason. Justin Fields played a pretty terrible game, and I think this was a bad way to end his season. No doubt the front office has some tough decisions ahead of the draft. Although the Bears are a pretty patient franchise, I personally think his time in Chicago has ended. For the Packers, I'm glad they made it into the playoffs. Something else I was calling for weeks ago. For me, this team is extremely similar to the Texans. I like their young core. Jordan Love is fun to watch, and any one of these receivers could go off at any moment. Aaron Jones is starting to get his game going on the ground, and the defense has at times shown they're capable of hanging with anyone. I feel like this team should not be overlooked in the matchup against the Cowboys next week. Lastly, we had the Bills' 21-14 victory over the Dolphins to steal the division and the number two seed in the postseason, as Miami falls to the sixth seed. Josh Allen had a decent game through the air and the ground, but was careless with the ball at times and had three turnovers, two interceptions, and one lost fumble. He did a great job of spreading the ball around and had three different receivers all almost go for over 100 yards. He seems to be catching fire at the exact perfect time. As for the Dolphins, their flame was extinguished a few weeks ago, it seems. Their defense is falling apart. Added to the Chubb and Phillips injury is now their other edge rusher, Andrew Van Ginkle. On offense, they don't seem to be as explosive as they once were. Maybe this is an issue speed teams will have to deal with as a result of the longer seasons. Depth may factor into these schemes more so than, say, a power-based team. Either way, they face another struggling team in the Chiefs next week in what should be an extremely entertaining event. Let's move on to the results of my speed round from the preview. First up with the Steelers 17-10 victory over the Ravens backups. Pittsburgh completed the impossible and has stumbled their way into the postseason. Mason Rudolph played just well enough to earn himself a starting position next week. There's no way they can go back to picket now. They did suffer a pretty big blow in this game however. T.J. Watt was injured and is now questionable for next week against the Bills. Next up were the Jags' 20-28 loss to the Titans. Jacksonville coughs up the division and is now out of the playoff picture altogether. I called this over a month ago. Trevor Lawrence is not healthy and hasn't been for a while now. This offense is not good when he's not right and it clearly shows. However, this team has great pieces to build around and should find themselves back in the hunt next year. As for the Titans, this was likely the last game for both Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. King Henry had a pretty cool speech at the end of the game on the Jumbotron, and I suggest you check it out if you haven't seen it yet. This definitely signifies the march of time. Up next, we had a wild finish as the Saints poured it on against the Falcons 48-17. By now, you've heard all the drama surrounding the fake victory formation play that got Jamal Williams his only touchdown on the year. So... I'll spare you all the details. But go check out the interview with Jameis Winston after the game if you haven't seen it. It's one of the more funny things you'll see. He throws his coach under the bus multiple times and then doubles down on it, respectfully. Moving on, we had the Jets' 17-3 victory over the Patriots. This game had a bit of a sad undertone the entire time. It was a frigid, snowy game, and Billy B was the topic of discussion the whole game. The broadcast would pan over to a frozen face of a man who seemingly just wanted to get that game over with. At this point, his time in New England has definitely come to an end. I think the only question now is how exactly it happens. As for the Jets, they finally snapped the Patriots' winning streak over them, but they really don't have much else to look forward to this offseason. Next up with the Buccaneers, who now sit atop their division with the barn-burning 9-0 victory over the Panthers. I'm glad that this team made it into the postseason, and their matchup next week against the Eagles should be a good one. Up next, we had the Bengals' 31-14 beatdown against the backups of the Browns. Joe Mixon hit his incentives, and this Bengals team has a lot of positives they can take into this offseason. As for the Browns, they now face the red-hot Houston Texans in what should be a very evenly matched game next week. Moving on, the Cowboys destroyed the hapless commanders 38-10. Lamb had a million yards and played great. They face a middling defense of the Packers next week. So, I'm interested to see if this can continue in the postseason. Next up, with the Broncos 14-27 loss to the Raiders. What a disappointing finish to an already disappointing season for the Broncos. It's embarrassing having all these divisional losing streaks. We ended the Chiefs' streak this year. Let's focus on this one next year. Up next, the Eagles laid an egg 10-27 against the Giants. Philadelphia continues their downward spiral... And honestly, they're very good one-and-done candidates this year as they take on Baker Mayfield and the fiery Bucks next week. Moving on, we had the Seahawks' 21-20 victory over the Cardinals. Both Kyler Murray and James Conner played well, and overall the Seahawks didn't, as both of these teams are missing the postseason. Next up had the Rams' 21-20 victory in a battle of the backups. Puka Nakua broke the record for receptions and yards by a rookie with 105 and 14.86 respectively, a record that stood for over 60 years. The Rams now face the Lions next week, and the Niners have a week off. Lastly, with the Chiefs' 13-12 victory over the Chargers, Chris Jones hit a massive incentive with his 10th sack of the season as they move on to face the Dolphins next week. And that will wrap up the last speed round of this season. Now it's time to hold myself and the words I spout accountable as we do a little bet busting. I had a terrible weekend of betting. I didn't get a single thing correct. I lost all five bets of the straight five and both three-leg parlays. It was sort of a shitty way to end what was otherwise a very successful season, but this was expected. The last week of every season is always bad, for me at least. And with that said, let's go ahead and take a quick break right here. Welcome back. Now we'll get all caught up on all the coaching moves that have been made around the league so far. Arthur Smith is out in Atlanta, and I'd love to see what a different offensive minded head coach can do with all of these weapons. This seems like a really good spot for Ben Johnson to end up, and I could see this team making a quick turnaround next year if they make a solid decision here. In other news, the Panthers have decided to part ways with GM Scott Fitterer. I'm not sure why they waited so long after the Reich canning to make this decision. But, nonetheless, here we are. Now, it seems like forever ago, but earlier this season, the Raiders let go of Josh McDaniels, and Antonio Pierce has done a great job with the team during his time as interim. I think his performance, coupled with the Basaccia regret, has earned him a permanent position moving forward. Also earlier this year, Brandon Staley was ousted in L.A. This position should remain open for the offseason, and is likely one of the top destinations for a big-name coach. Rumors are already floating about Jim Harbaugh or Billy B, depending on how things shake out in New England. In the nation's capital, the Washington Commanders and Ron Rivera have parted ways as was expected. The new ownership has decided to bring in NBA bigwig Bob Myers to help make operational decisions. Now, I'm not a huge NBA fan, so I've never heard of this guy, but I do like this move. It's okay to reach out for help sometimes, and I think this is exactly what's going on here. Kudos to them for acknowledging and addressing this. Hopefully they can start to turn things around in D.C. In NYG, Don Martindale is out as defensive coordinator as he has officially resigned. And in Jacksonville, they have also relieved their D.C., Mike Caldwell, of his duties. And that's all we have for the coaching drama so far, but I will keep you updated as things get released. Let's move on and take a quick look at the playoff picture now. In the AFC, the Ravens earned the bye, The Bills earn the number two seed and play the seventh seeded Steelers. The Chiefs have earned the third seed and face the sixth seeded Dolphins. And the Texans have earned the fourth seed and face the fifth seeded Browns. In the NFC, the Niners have locked up the bye. The Cowboys have earned the number two seed and face the seventh seeded Packers. The Lions have earned the third seed and play the sixth seed Rams. Lastly, the Bucks have earned the fourth seed and play the 5th seeded Eagles next week. But we'll cover all of these matchups in more detail later this week in the preview. As for now, that will do it for this final full recap of the 2023 regular season. I will return for the preview as usual on Friday. I hope you all have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you next time.